Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Are you glad that you have a living father on the throne that hears your prayers. Now that doesn't make us any better, but that makes us pray for lost people. That's why we send missionaries. We have missionaries all over. I've been to India many, many years. Same thing. Millions of gods, none of them alive. So it is absolutely important for you and I to realize it's an amazing privilege because we have someone who cares about our need. Around the world, there are billions of people praying to, well, billions of gods. They put their trust, their lives in these gods who can't hear them or help them. Or they put their trust in a man or an organization. None of these are big enough to solve their life problems. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the only God who is big enough to not only hear every prayer in the world, but who can actually do something about those prayer requests. If you're having a problem believing there's a God big enough to handle your stuff, keep listening. You'll be introduced to the only one who can meet all your deepest needs. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Mark chapter 6 as he continues his series, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. I was at an oral surgeon's office just to make a check. Nothing had to do. It was ever this great office. And I walked in the office, and you know how you do go to the doctors now. They have 28,000 pages to write all your things, and and you over and over and over again, over and over. I finished all that, took it up to the desk at the receptionist. Of course, she didn't know me, and I didn't know her. And I handed it to you. She says, everything looks good. Just put your signature. I did that. And all of a sudden, from the back room, I heard this. I couldn't see anybody. I know that voice. (laughs) Who was that? And so she came out from behind and she said, I know that voice because you're my pastor. (laughs) And the reception's going, what? And so we talked a little bit about it. Now, how did she know my voice? Because she comes to church. She hears my voice all the time. How do you know my voice? Can you recognize my voice? I'm not talking about my shortness. Can you recognize my voice? (laughs) Yes. I'll tell you what happens. I'm on the radio still, 91.5 at noon, and sometimes they play it at 5 in the morning too, the same teaching or whatever, because nobody's up at 5, so they just play it. Uh, (laughs) But I'll be driving in the car with my wife, and we're going out for lunch or something. And half the time at lunch, of course, it's going to be around noon. So I got the radio on, and here comes... My radio program. And my wife says, is there a way I can get away from your preaching? (laughs) She recognized it instantly. Turn the station. Now, she's not angry. I'm just joking with you. But sometimes she's actually said that many times. 
Where do I go not to hear you? Preach. Well, how does she know it? Because I live with her. She got used to my voice. When you have a cell phone and somebody picks it up and you talk to them, can you tell who it is without even reading? Yes, you can. So what am I saying to you? The more time we spend with God and acknowledge the Holy Spirit, the easier it is to identify the voice that's speaking to you. You can't do that without practice. Now, why do I say practice? Because the Holy Spirit isn't the only one that speaks to our spirit. Satan speaks to our spirit. He's a liar. Be careful. Also, my own flesh speaks. This is what I want. Oh, I'm sure that's the Holy Spirit. Careful. And friends that are even Christians can speak to you, and they're meaning well, but it wasn't well. When I decided to leave, because uh, God called me to pastor a church, and I gave up all the years I was in hospital pharmacy, God directed all that stuff, helped me pass all the boards, Michigan board, Florida board, all that kind of stuff. I had good friends, even some of them believers, say, are you crazy? You're, you're set. You're the director. You've been here 25 years. You're set for life. What, what in the world are you doing? You don't even know where you're going yet or when. Well, I could listen to that, and I wouldn't be here. You'd have a tall pastor of some type. (laughs) But I listened to God, the Holy Spirit. That's the only peace I had, because I knew he'd called me. Understand, any voice you hear, and you think it's the Holy Spirit, it'll always match this. Why? He's the author of the Bible. He would never whisper to you, do this, when it is not the word of God. So be careful. I've seen that happen so many times in a counseling session. And usually they walk out. They said, no, I definitely heard God. I'll point to a scripture and I'll say, you did not hear God. And you know, very often it's in a marriage kind of relationship. And years later, I've had many of those people come back. Pastor Mark, it's a disaster. I wish I would have listened to God's word. Careful, because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. The last one is supplications. It's specific requests. We come humbly to God with our requests, and we also pray specifically for others' needs. Paul writes it like this in Ephesians 6.18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Sometimes in our prayer time, I'm saying this from my life as well, we get selfish. In my prayer journal, which I have as another app that I go to, I have different groups of people that I pray to during different times of the month. And it just comes up automatically to me in the morning our missionaries, our pastors, I pray for the church people, all kinds of things like our relatives, our grandkids, all of that. It just comes up. But see, that helps me not just focus on whose needs, my needs. It's a good thing to do. So understand prayer from God is amazing. We get to talk to God anytime about anything, no matter where we're at. That, the book of Hebrews says, approach his grace, his throne as a throne of grace. Just come to before him. It's a beautiful thing. Now, here's what I want you to see. 
Hearing from God is a privilege, a necessity, and a promise. Whether it's reading the word or from the Holy Spirit speaking to you in decisions that you can't read here. Now, if you and I look at prayer as not a privilege, but a requirement, you'll never hear God speak to you. Well, I'm going to do that, Pastor Mark, because you said I have to do it. Good luck. Wrong motive. See, God knows how to judge our motives. It's a privilege. It's a necessity. It is absolutely a promise. Look what Psalms, David says in the Old Testament. In the morning. Now, if you work a different shift, then it's in the afternoon, in the evening, whenever. Don't get legalistic. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. And look at this. I wait in expectation. Why? Because God's going to answer prayer. I wait in expectation. As you know, for many years, Lynn and I traveled all over Asia. Still do some, but a little more dicey today. You know, almost impossible to go to India and China. Just as you already see what's happening in Hong Kong, it's just nightmares. But when we go, we're always running in, and it's not just those countries, but you're running where I can remember many times we were in Bangkok. Downtown Bangkok, you go to every corner, almost every corner, there's shrines. And they have their little fires going and, and they're doing all kinds of things. They're bringing gifts and flowers. And some of the other countries, they bring fruit. And they're there and you watch the people. They're crying like crazy. Do you know all over the world, there's nobody different. We all have problems. Everyone has problems. And I have no idea what they were praying to, but it just tears our heart out when we see that because they're worshiping an idol. Well, they're never going to hear from an idol. You know, you go to Japan and they ring the bells and they have this thing that they go like this and it just goes, not making fun. That's how they pray. Are you glad that you have a living father on the throne that hears your prayers? Now, that doesn't make us any better, but that makes us pray for lost people. That's why we send missionaries. We have missionaries all over. I've been to India many, many years. Same thing. Millions of gods, none of them alive. So it is absolutely important for you and I to realize it's an amazing privilege because we have someone who cares about our need. Now, remember, God, our Heavenly Father, is just like an earthly father. He wants the best for his children. You know this promise from God. Ask, seek, and knock. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And it basically says, God will answer. And you know the way he answers. God always answers. Remember that word just said, wait expectantly. Here's the three answers. Yes. No, which means it isn't the right time. It isn't the right request. Something will always be better. And the other one that we don't like is wait. We don't like, but God's timing is always better than our timing. So that will happen. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, Matthew, Mark, second book. And I want to learn from Jesus what that looks like in our life. Jesus is our role model for praying to his Father. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. 
Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So already we get to see some things from Jesus that challenge us. He went to a solitary place where he prayed. And you'll see that as we go through in a moment. Now, let me give you a very simple history, what happened on that morning, but what really happened on the Sabbath, which was the day before. Jesus was in Capernaum. That was kind of where his ministry place was. When you go to Israel with us, we always spend time in Capernaum. And in the morning, this was, this was the next day. This was Sunday, which is our day to worship God. And, but we worship him seven days a week, doesn't matter. That Jesus was there, and he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath, there Saturday. And he preached. And while he was there, he cast a demon out of a man in the church service. And just shocked the people. So when we go to Israel and we're in Capernaum, the base of the building that's there now, of course, it's not the same synagogue by any means, but below it is exactly the place where that synagogue was 2,000 years ago. Well, when you walk just a few hundred feet away, there's the home of Peter's mother-in-law. And when Jesus finished with the sermon, he walked over with the disciples to Peter's mother-in-law, and was going to take time to be ministered to on that afternoon to get rest. Now, as he went over, Peter's mother-in-law was sick with a fever. Jesus touched her, healed her. She got up, fixed a meal. And that evening, when they were just kind of getting ready, all of a sudden, the people in town, it was like texting went out everywhere, tweeting went out everywhere. All the town came to that house. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And he preached the word of God to them. He healed just hundreds of sick people, and he cast out demons like crazy. And when it got too dark in the evening, that was it. And Jesus went to bed. Now, the next morning, when does he get up? In the dark. He's the only one that gets up. Now, remember what Jesus was. He's fully God. It doesn't make sense to us. He's fully God, but he was fully what? Man. He was a man. And Basically, he did life by being empowered by the Spirit. If you're a man, and that was the day, it's probably one of the most busy days in Jesus' life in his history. If that was you, would you sleep in? Just say yes, because I know you would. Would you be tired? Was Jesus tired? Yes, he was. But he got up. He went off. He knew that. You see, as we study the life of Jesus, you see some amazing things. Now, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this. This is still God, but this is Jesus, his son. He got away to a solitude place. Be still and know that I am God. There was no disciples there. There were no people there. He got to a place where he wanted to hear God speak to him alone. Now, being alone... Is good. Not always, but in this quiet time. When we have a quiet time, he's showing us, if you really want to hear from God, quiet your heart. Get away. 15 minutes, that's all. And you're going to see later, everything changes. But that's an example to us. There is Jesus, God, (laughs) and yet man, speaking to his heavenly Father. Now, as he's there, 
I read this. Be still and know that I am God. Someone has said, I never learned anything while I was speaking. I want you to think about that for just a moment. Yeah, dummy. You have to listen. Am I right? You have to listen. Why did he pray? Here's what you want to write down. Jesus knew praying to God, his father, had to be a priority before action. We really don't know what he prayed for. I'm sure he thanked the father for yesterday, helping him with the Holy Spirit and the power to deliver the message, heal people, deliver people. I'm sure he prayed for his own disciples and their needs. For sure, here's the last thing that Jesus prayed for, or maybe the first. Father, what is your will for me today? What is your will? Remember, he taught us in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth as well as it is in heaven. So he's asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He knew that Father knows best. And he's going to get some pushback on this. Watch what happens. The reason Father knows best is because he's all-knowing. And Jesus submitted his godness to humanity and said, God, you have to direct me. You remember what Jesus would say? I only do those things the Father tells me to do. I only do those things. Now, look at verse 36 and 37. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Now, this is Peter All the guys, they finally wake up. They look around the house of the mother-in-law, and Jesus isn't there. They're trying to figure, where in the world did that guy go? Now, what happened the next day is all the people that got healed and saved and whatever, they go and they spread it through all of Capernaum. What do you think is going to be at the door the next day at that place? Hundreds and hundreds of people. So Peter's saying, look, these people are at the door. Come on. It's time to go and minister to these people. But after Jesus spent time alone with God... He had another perspective. He saw a different priority, which is going to be a very confusing thing to the disciples. Look at verse 38. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That's why I've come. Now, that's hard to think about. All those people that were lining up that day, he wasn't going to minister to them. That seems cruel. But the father said, no, we need to go to the next town. See, you can't meet every need. I can't meet every need. But God will take care of those people later. Understand, Jesus loved to heal people physically, cast out demons. That's powerful. By the way, he still does it today. God still heals. Hello, my brother. He knows how to cast demons out. But the greatest miracle in life is not physical. The greatest miracle in life is you and I were born a sinner. Jesus died for my sin. And if I accept him, I get a brand new start. My sins are forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven. There's nothing, there's nothing greater than that miracle. But we've been Christians so long, we kind of depreciate it. There's nothing greater. By the way, it's great to be healed. I've been healed many times. But guess one day, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to be dead. Don't look at me. You're going to be dead too. (laughs) 
know how many times? Doesn't matter how many times you get healed. One day you're gone. That's what happens to our bodies. It wasn't God's plan, but that's what Satan's done. We're all going to die. But when I die, absent from the body, present with the Lord. No matter when. So what you understand there, the disciples are learning something. To go back is a really good thing and minister to those people. But they realized God had a greater thing to do. And he brought them back to his mission. And sometimes we forget the mission. Remember when he was in with the short guy Zacchaeus, one of my favorite Bible parents, when he was there? What did he say? For the Son of Man came to seek that which is lost. So here's what you want to see. Look at verse 39. So he traveled about Galilee, which is that area where Capernaum was, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. He was obedient to the plan of God. That shouldn't surprise you. And that's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. And they were learning the most important thing in life is to stay on mission so people's souls can be changed for eternity. That's no different for us today than anything else. Yes, we heal. Yes, we take care of the poor. Yes, we do all those things. Awesome. But the greatest need is man's salvation. I want to show you three things very quickly, and we're going to pray. Look at how Jesus started the Lord's Prayer. Our Father. Our Father. It reminds us that we're part of God's big family. It immediately says God's personal. He's approachable. Now, how in the world can you be a son or daughter of God? How did that happen? Well, Jesus says it. Take a look. Right there it is. To all who believed him, Jesus, and accepted him, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, when I become a child of God, I get a brand new start. I never will be perfect, but I have God in his word, and I have God, the Holy Spirit, helping me. And as I live life, there's somewhere I'm going. Jesus continues, our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven. Where is God? He lives in paradise. Every Christ follower has the promise of spending eternity with God forever. Guys, it doesn't get any better than that. That's where we're going to be forever. Now, here's the issue. Some of you here cannot say our Father. You can't say my Father to God. You know why? Because you don't have a relationship. And the only relationship you can get is to believe on his son, Jesus Christ. You cannot be a son or daughter of God by being a good person, by being a religious person. It will not work. The only way you can be a Christian, a son and daughter of God, is to confess your sins. Remember, we talked about that. Quit playing it. Just admit we were all born a sinner. Confess your sin and then put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's an event that moves into a lifestyle. Today, Pastor Mark talked about the idea that you can actually be spoken to by God himself through the Holy Spirit. We were taught about how necessary this is for you to be a quality follower of Jesus. You learned how to figure out if the voice you're hearing is God or yourself or something else. You also were taught about Jesus' example of how to pray. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This completes Pastor Mark's series, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. We trust that you've learned more about communing with God. We hope that you realize how much God loves you and wants to instruct you in getting through your crazy, hectic life. We're confident that these teachings will spur you on to a more intimate relationship with God, learning to spend time with Him every day. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.